Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Good Podcast with a real good mic. And you already know that's true because you heard my last episode and the mic was phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about the days in which I, uh, I had to hustle, I had to get some money. I didn't have many ways to get money, so I had to come up with creative ways to get money. And it was all done working for myself, okay? Working for other people is fine. I got nothing against it. But there's something special and fun about working for yourself. All right, so the first situation we'll talk about is um, at my university. All right, so this, uh, this was a time in my life where I wasn't making a lot of money. And uh, I had to figure out a, an interesting way to make extra money. So what I would do is, um, you know, in my university's town, it's a nice little town with a lot of people that have nice things. They want to buy nice things, you know, whatever. And uh, they have a Facebook group that's like the online yard sale Facebook of the city or whatever. And you can pretty much just post anything on there. And if people like it, they'll say, oh, yeah, how much? Oh, I'll buy it, blah, 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 whatever. And then you meet them up, and you sell it to them, and you're good to go. So I realized that this is the absolute way to go. Now, I had tried eBay in the past. And eBay is cool if it's a very specific item. For example, if it's like a high-end watch or if it's like a collector's item, something like that. It's pretty good because there's always going to be a buyer for it. But if it's something mainstream that everybody likes, for example, um, a North Face jacket or let's say uh, some Chacos sandals or something that you just know everybody likes, like an iPhone, um, then eBay is not good. And I'll tell you why eBay is not good. I had some really bad moments with eBay. What eBay does is you list your item and if somebody buys your item, cool, you know, whatever. The only problem is when somebody buys your item, they don't pay as soon as that item is bought. They pay when they go through the steps to pay it. Now, where this becomes an issue is sometimes they don't go through the steps to pay it and sometimes they just don't pay. So this is not good because now your item is listed as sold and you're going to have to relist it and it's a pain in the A. And where this becomes an enormous problem is eBay is going to take 10% of that no matter what. If the person doesn't pay, tough luck. eBay's taking 10% of that money. So if it was a $200 item and you sold it, well, eBay's taking 20 bucks. Well, the guy never pays. So you're out 20 bucks. Tough luck. And you can fix it. You can say, oh, eBay, no, 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 he didn't pay. But it's a pain in the A to fix it. Like, I legitimately, I don't even think I ever figured out how to do that. It is not easy. It's a pain in the A. And I know why eBay does this. Because it just means that they're getting more money. And they don't care about you. They just care about the money they're getting. I called them one time and called them out on this so hard. I, I, I called them out on their BS. I told them exactly why they do it. And they were like, 
well, I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to go through the steps, blah, blah, blah. It's like, God, your pieces of crap. So, uh, yeah, it was a nightmare, a total nightmare. So I said, to heck with eBay, I'm done with eBay. I'm moving to the online yard sales. Because with the online yard sales, you get the money guaranteed. And it's same day. Like, the person says, let's meet up and do it. You get cash money right then and there. Super easy, super convenient. Um, so, yeah, I switched over to this. And what I found out with this is you can really use the system to your advantage. Okay? Let me give you some examples of what I would do. You go to a thrift store. All right? And let's say you find something that you think people might like. Like, oh, I'm on the fence about it, but I think it's going to be a hot item. You don't even have to buy the item. Originally, I was buying the item, and sometimes it, it was a hit, sometimes it was a miss. But then I realized all you got to do is take a picture of the item, make sure none of the price tags or anything are on the item or are showing in the picture, put it on like a sofa in the thrift store so it looks like it's in a house, and then boom. You post it. If you get a comment within the hour or whatever of saying, oh, yeah, I want it. I'll pay you the whatever money you were asking for it. Then you go back to the store and you buy it. And then you meet up with the person you sell it. For example, if it was a jacket for $5 at the thrift store and the person's like, oh, yeah, I want it for $30. You go back, you buy it, you sell it to the person. Boom, 25 bucks, just like that. So easy so quick and boy does it feel good so this is the system i started using and i have to say it worked well it worked very well people were buying they were wanting i was making money and god like i was saying it was so fun just the thrill of making a quick easy 25 bucks man it feels good uh so yeah, this was a big thing that I did. This was a big moment for me at my university. I made a lot of money doing this. Um, nobody really ever found out either. Nobody found out that I was scamming, or not scamming, but just you know not buying the items until after they wanted the item. Nobody really figured this out. Uh, so yeah, it was a solid, legitimate idea. And I'd do it again, honestly. If I was desperate for money, I'd do it again. It's a good way to make money. All right. So that's the first hustle. Second hustle. Are we ready? The second one was uh, at a music festival. Okay. Now this was a big music festival. One of the biggest ones in America. Pretty much you have, it's called Bonnaroo. You have either Bonnaroo or Coachella. Those are the big ones. Bonnaroo is East Coast. Coachella is West Coast. And that's the way it is. So... I had the opportunity to work at this music festival one year. I had a friend get me on there. And, uh, which is cool. Like, you know, you work a couple hours in selling drinks or whatever, and then you get to stay in the place for free. You get to watch all the music acts. It's fun. I have to admit, it's really fun. Uh, but uh, you don't get paid. That's one thing. You don't get paid. So it's not a moneymaker, that's for sure. But one thing I realized when I was there is that there's no outside drinks allowed into the park or into the music festival. So before you go in, they're going to check your bags thoroughly. 
And if they find vodka or beer or, you know, whiskey or whatever, they're going to take it from you and boom, your whiskey is gone. So now you're forced pretty much to buy the drinks inside, which cost a fortune. All right. I'm talking five bucks for a beer. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you'll pay five bucks for a beer. Maybe seven bucks if it's like a bigger beer. So you're paying a fortune for this crap. And it's a beer. You're not able to get hard liquor in there. They don't sell it. So you're stuck with beer if you want to have a fun, drunken festival experience. Not to mention, there's usually extremely long lines for these beers. And it takes forever to get the beer. So what do we do? We say, how do we, how do we capitalize on this? Okay. Well... It turns out when you work at the event, you enter in a special gate where nobody checks your bags and nobody cares what you're bringing in. So that's an advantage. That's a plus. Okay. You bring in a backpack, you go before you go in and you go buy a ton of like little, let's say six ounce bottles of, or whatever the let's say 200 milliliter bottles of vodka or whiskey or whatever bourbon or whatever you want to call it. You go and buy the hard stuff. And when you buy that hard stuff, A, you can bring in a lot of bottles. I'd say at least like 30 bottles if you want to. You work there for like three days. So you're looking at a total of around 100 bottles that you can bring in there. Well... When you're selling these things, you're the only one selling them. If you want to, hey, you want to buy some whiskey? I got some whiskey. Ain't nobody else in there got whiskey. And a lot of these people want to get drunk. And they realize they're going to have to pay, you know, $40 to get drunk off beer. So it's like, uh, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll do the whiskey. So I had a perfect little system. I would work my little shift. I would get off. And when I got off, I worked at a, uh, a place that sold like Cokes and stuff. They would allow you to uh, bring as many coats out as you wanted. So if you said, hey, I'm going to get some of these when I get off the, the shift. They'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah, get what you want. So you get like three or four ice cold Cokes and say, hey, I got some uh, whiskey and Coke. Who wants it? You sell it as a bundle package. Bundle package, let's say 10 bucks for the, for the whole gig. You get the whiskey, you get the Coke together, 10 bucks. That's a steal. You know how many people are going to jump on that? There's going to be a lot of people jumping on that. And daggummit, did they? Yes, they did. It's a perfect combination. Ice cold Coke, whiskey, give me that thing. So I went around doing that. Now, eventually I ran out of the Cokes because I only had like three Cokes. And after that, it was just straight up, get your whiskey, get your uh, whatever, hard liquor. Get it. Five bucks. I'll send them five bucks a pop. I was buying them for about um, maybe a buck fifty. Uh, I had uh, no maybe a buck for the smaller ones, and then uh, a buck, uh, maybe a buck fifty or two bucks for the bigger ones. But the bigger ones I had, I was selling for ten. I was making a fortune. Okay, now I will say there would be times when I was surprised of how few people were interested, but I had to pretty much go around and hold them up and buy whiskey, whiskey, five bucks, whiskey. Who wants the whiskey? And uh, you know. 
you're putting yourself out there. Now, there's not any security or anything like that that's going to see you do this. You're just kind of on your own. Uh, so nobody, it was never sketchy to sell it. But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I made a fortune. I probably made like, I didn't make as much as I would think I'd make, but I probably made 300 bucks when I was there. So profited $300 on this crap. And it was fun selling it. Okay, I had change. I had the whole ordeal. Okay, it was fun. Uh, so yeah, that was a blast. Now I did have some interesting situations. Like there would be a moment where it was, you know, the night was coming to an end. I still had like five bottles left. I need to sell these mother efforts. So I might cut somebody that deal. They might try to haggle with me, whatever. And I gotta say, man, at this point I was single. And, uh, if I was selling to a, an attractive girl, gotta say man they use that against you they use that to their advantage that's for dang sure they'll try to haggle be sweet about it say come on i'm just a girl are you not gonna give me some blah 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 whatever oh they and it worked it worked man i had to cut them deals maybe two for seven it hurt but i did it um and the most interesting thing was uh one time i was walking around selling and uh there was a I don't know, you know, you know Lenny Kravitz, uh, the famous uh, musician. His daughter is in a band, uh, Zoe Kravitz, who's like a really famous model and actress and whatever else. Um, she was in Mad Max, the new Mad Max movie, and uh, sh her band was playing there. And I'm a huge fan of hers. Like, I think her music's pretty good but i just like the way she looks i think she's very attractive and she seems very cool now i know she's a liberal she hates what whatever but she's cool she's my type um and her band was playing so i barely got to see her band playing i was like oh man and i was always thinking how cool would it be if i got to meet somehow because her band's kind of small somehow got to meet her at this thing that'd be a dream come true and one night I was walking around and selling my whiskey. And sure enough, I see a girl with a couple guys like sitting down on a blanket. And uh, it was her. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you Zoe Kravitz? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I'm Zoe. I was like, whoa, immediately starstruck. Got a pic with her, told her how much I loved her work. And, uh, she was like, well, what are you doing? Because she noticed I was going around selling stuff. I was like, oh, I'm selling this crap. You know, whatever, trying to make a profit. And she's like, oh, nice. And I was like, oh, you want some? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I was like, well, I'll give you a bottle for free. Okay, you know, why not? And she's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I guess I'll take one. I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, yeah, cool. Go for it. So I gave her like an apple flavor one. And you know she liked it. And I wonder if she remembers that. But that was a special moment for me. Boy, was it a special moment for me. Uh, but yeah, heck of a time. And those are just uh, you know, a few hustles I had. I had a few other small ones when I was a child. There was um there was a time, uh, you know, Austin Powers. There was an Austin Powers movie that was out at the time, and uh, at Taco Bell, you it had like the little pill off cup, pill off French fries pieces or whatever. And uh, so if you peel off one and it loses, oh, you know, too bad. But if you have five losing peel off ones and you turn in the five to the cashier, you get a free taco. 
So me and my friends would just sit in there, and when somebody would go in and peel off a thing, we'd say, oh, uh, can I have that? And, you know, they would give it to us. And before you knew it, uh, we would have five losing ones and get ourselves a free taco. So that was just a small little hustle from the beginning times. Uh, another time was uh, I, I was a lemonade stand dude, man. Um, I did the lemonade stands when I was a child. Me and my brothers and sisters would go out and do it. Uh try to get some quick money which surprisingly you'd be you'd be shocked of how many people drive by that and don't buy anything because i'll tell you right now if i saw a lemonade stand that is just adorable that's america's pastime i'm gonna support it and, and i'll give them more than they're asking for it if they're asking a quarter i'm gonna give them a dollar because dadgummit they deserve it they're working hard for their money uh i know for us most people would just give the quarter um, but we did have, I think we had one guy give $5 and we could not believe it. It's like the greatest thing ever. And, uh, yeah, it was a blast. God, it was a blast. We did it maybe three or four times, I think. And, uh, every time had a real good time with it. Uh, made some money. It, it was enjoyable. I really liked that. Uh, highly recommend that for any kids out there. Uh, anything else? I'm trying to think, uh, I think that's about it for the hustling. So that's going to cut it, guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Good Podcast. And I'll see you next time. And I hope you enjoyed the mic yet again.